0: It's time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. It's time for another Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter Storholt here with Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting with an office in Greensboro on Mears Chapel Road. You can find him online at roadmapfinancial.com. On today's program, we're going to be learning through uncommon sense. Yes, you heard that correctly. We're not talking about common sense on today's show. We're talking about uncommon sense. Uh, At first glance, we're going to go through some statements here, by the way. And at first glance, some of these are going to seem like basic common sense that everybody agrees with. But when we look at the way that people actually behave with their money, Glenn, it seems that common sense is actually a bit uncommon these days. And so we're going to find out, why is that? Why don't people follow some of this good advice, see if we can get to the root of the problem and learn something from all of it? Uh, So the first one, Glenn, that we want to cover on today's show is the concept of buy low and sell high. Okay? Buy low, sell high. Doesn't get any simpler than that when it comes to, you know, approaching your finances and the market and investing the right way. And you won't find I don't think, Glenn, a single person who disagrees with that theory, but many people behave differently in practice, don't they? And why? And why is that?
1: Well, they do, Walter. I mean, you know, it's 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 quite simply, it's it's emotion, right? It's um, you know, the it's the old it's the old saying is it's like you know, there's there's two forces, there's you know, there's there's fear and greed, right? And you know, and and there's always that fear of missing out. I mean, you know, when you when you're in, you know, like where we are now, it's like the markets are, you know, are you know, are are at these, you know really high highs, right? And you know, when folks are just like, you know, gosh, you know, it's like if you know if they miss some of that, you know, this this last rally over the last year or whatnot, or they felt like they were in the wrong thing, you know, they they you know, they start feeling like, gosh, I'm missing out, I got I gotta I gotta go get that, you know, because it's gonna, you know, it seems like it's gonna go on forever, right? And you know, and who knows exactly how long it might it may last, but but you know, the the reality is is that you know that you you, can't let emotions drive the bus, so to speak. And and oftentimes that's the case. And you know, when you know when when the markets are you know or you know after you know when they're really low you know and, and which is obviously comes after a big downturn or a big correction you know, well, you know, not, most people are really fearful at that point in time, right? And so what does that mean? Well, most people, when they are fearful, they, you know, they don't necessarily want to step in and, you know, and, and, you know, and be a buyer because they don't know. It's like, you know, has it hit bottom yet? You know, where are we? It's like, uh, gosh, I mean, it might fall farther, but maybe better not do anything there. And, you know, by the time they feel confident where they can step in again, you know, well, maybe they've missed a lot of that, right? You know, and, and you know, and also the, by the same token, it's just like if, they, if they've been holding on to things and they weren't posi- and necessarily positioned right for where they were, you know, in life, you know, and then things, you know, things have fallen. It's like they, they reach a point. Where it's like, oh, I can't take it anymore. Right. And, they, and then and they feel like it's like, I just I, I, ca- I can't lose anymore. And they end up, you know, they end up, you know, selling. And then all of a sudden it's like things things turn around and they start moving the other direction and they and they and they sold at the you know, the exact wrong time. And those kinds of things happen more often than, than, than most folks would like to think simply because it's like the. You know they're they're not necessarily following their plan, or maybe they don't have a plan, and they're just being, you know being guided by their emotions. And it's really really important that that you know that you have a plan in place, that that plan makes sense, and then that you follow that plan. And that you know there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of elements to that, obviously, in terms of what makes a good plan, and you know who you are, what is your you know what is your risk tolerance, how old are you, what other resources do you have, all of those things, kind of things come into play. But the bottom line is, is you know, after you've sorted through all of that and you have you know a, a plan that you feel comfortable and confident in, you really need to stick to it.
0: We're going to cover a lot of ground on today's show, a couple of different areas of the financial world. But you're going to find this common trend of things that seem like common sense, but they turn out to be uncommon sense because hardly anybody actually follows these good ideas. Another one, Glenn, is when it comes to the world of taxes. There's an idea and a theory that you don't want to pay more taxes, uh, more in taxes, than you have to. Sure, nobody voluntarily signs up to pay extra taxes because they think the federal government is some you know, beacon of efficiency and virtue. Don't hear, you don't hear that extolled very often. But many people do pay more taxes than they have to. So again, the actions don't match the, the common sense verbiage. Why?
1: Well, I mean, a lot of that has to do with Walter. Is I mean, so, so many so many folks are are thinking about the now, right? And you know, we start we've talked a lot about you know and you know in, in past uh, you know podcasts and shows you know about you know the difference between tax preparation and tax planning you know you know efficient ways to put money away for retirement you know the 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 utilization of you know of of roth type accounts you know how to plan for your social security all of those things come into play and you know and, and so you know it, it's almost, almost everybody you know it says like hey if i if i can defer the taxes i don't want to pay the taxes now Right, and so I'll just put them off later, and then maybe I'll be in a lower tax bracket when you know when I retire. Well, that may be, that may not be, but it's it, it it's like it tends to be like oh well you know that, that seems like the thing to do, and so that's what that that's what you know a lot of folks end up doing, and you know maybe it saves for this year and maybe for next, but maybe it's not the best long term strategy. You know, and you know, and there's and and that and that gets you know pretty you know pretty involved in terms of planning as to how much should you have in this type of you know of of, uh, of account and how much should you have in that type of account and when I mean type of account I'm talking about the the tax treatment of that type of account. You know, is it, is it is it a taxable account? You know, I, meaning that it's like you've already paid taxes on the dollars and you're, just, you're putting it into, uh, you know, to a bank account or a brokerage account that, that may be subject to, uh, you know, to, you know, paying, paying taxes on interest or, or capital gains from, you know, from year to year or dividends. You know, th- that's one type of an account. You have, you know, tax deferred accounts where, you know, you're putting the money in, you know, with before, you know, before any kind of taxes are, are, are taken out and then it's going to be subject to tax, you know, when you draw the money out. Right. And then you also have, you know, the tax favor to the tax free type of accounts that you, you know, you, you know, you pay the taxes now and then you put the money in, you know, that, you know, and then and then when as you know, as it grows over time, you know, that what you put in has already been taxed. And then in certain in certain cases, in certain types of accounts, you know, the growth can end up being tax free, too. That ends up being, you know, Roth types of accounts or certain types of life insurance. And so those are, you know, the you know, how to do that and how to position that is, you know, oftentimes gets very complicated for folks. And, you know, the idea of possibly, you know, maybe repositioning some assets that you've already put into one of those types of accounts. You know, we've talked a number of times about, you know, possibly doing Roth conversions and those kinds of things. But, you know, the the, the, the challenge with Roth conversions is typically that means that you're going to have to then, you know, pay some taxes. And, and most folks, it's like, hey, I don't like the idea of paying taxes. But the reality is, is that if you've put money into a pre-tax account, then that simply means it's like that was, you know, when, we, when you think about what, what's really in that account, you're thinking that it's like, look, you took wages that you would have normally paid taxes on and you put those wages into this account before you paid the taxes. So what does that mean? Well, not only did you put your money in there, but you also put a portion portion of that money that, that that's in that account as the government's money. It's not all yours. And so when it comes out, it's you know part of that's the government's. And so it's just like when you start thinking about that, it's just like you all you're doing when you're paying the taxes from that account is you're giving the government their portion that they were that they were going to receive in the first place. So you know, sometimes in terms of paying taxes, it's not necessarily taking money out of your pocket it's actually it's actually giving the money to the government that's already theirs and the 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 difference being is is that it's done at a time of your choosing and that's a that's a subtle difference but it's a big deal in terms of how you think about it and how you think in terms of planning because if you do certain things you may be able to have less taxes you know in the in the future or over time and maybe you be able to protect your Social Security benefits from taxation or, or excess taxation you know if you do certain things in terms of positioning so it's really important to understand how that you know, how taxes work and to be working with an advisor and a tax preparer that understands that and you know works with you to you know to build a strategy that can create that tax efficiency for you.
0: We're talking about these different ways where people have agreed common sense about financial topics, but then actions don't seem to match it. And I think another important one that we should cover, Glenn, is the idea of not putting all your eggs in one basket. You know, most people understand the importance of diversification. We've talked about it plenty on the show here before, but most people still just don't do a good job of having a truly diversified plan. So, again, actions not matching up here with a very widely agreed upon saying of all things in life, right? Don't put all your eggs in one basket, not just a financial uh, belief. But in many facets of life, yet so hard to follow.
1: Well, it is Walter, and you know, and and the unfortunate thing is, is that a lot of folks think that they are diversified, and they really believe that they're diversified. You know, and for a lot of folks, they think in terms of well, what that means is, is I have, you know, I have this this mutual fund or that mutual fund or or this bond fund or that, you know, or, or you know, or it's like I have some international, I have this or that. Well, you know, there in terms of diversification, you know, to what we've been talking about, you know, when you're particularly when you're thinking about retirement planning, you know, we have to think in terms of diversification of, you know, of different tax type of accounts, you know, tax diversification. You know, is it you have a taxable account, you have a tax deferred account, you have tax free accounts. You know, do you, you know, how much diversification do you have in those types of accounts? Not necessarily, you know, what it's invested in or how it's positioned within the account. But how is it going to be treated, you know, by, you know, in terms of in terms of taxation, you know, in terms of in terms of being able to make withdrawals? You know, do you, I mean, do you, are, do you have do you have time segmentation and time diversification where you have where you have money set up in a scenario where you have, you know, money that you're going to need over the next year? You know, that's in a particular type of an account. Maybe the money that you're going to need over the next five to 10 years, you know, that's positioned differently, you know, and that's diversified in a different way so that it's not going to be a subject to, you know, to the ups and downs and the volatility so that you don't have to worry about, you know, when, you know, when and how you're taking them, you know, your money for, you know, for income and, you know, when what and what your needs are when you're in retirement, you know, and then then you have, you know, the the money that's, you know, that's 10 years or longer away that you're, you know, that you're not going to touch. For you know, very very long time, at least a decade, right? That's positioned in a different way, and that's it. That's really diversification in terms of you know when we start thinking about you know re- retirement diversification. I think taxes and you know and, and time and those things come into play. You know, a lot of folks think that they're diversified. They say, well, I don't have all my eggs in one basket. I've got you know I've got this fund and I've got that fund and I've got this over here and you know and 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 the reality is is when you look real close. Sometimes, you know, they, they they do have just one basket. They just have a, a bunch of different colored eggs, right? You know, they they you know, you you really need to think in terms of you have different baskets that have true diversification in it, not that they're all on the same they're they're all in the same, you know, types of markets and they all have a high correlation to one another. And if and if the markets start to move, then they all start to move together. They all start moving down together or they all start moving up together. That's a little bit of a hint that they may not be as diversified as you might think. And you you may just have a bunch of different eggs in one basket that maybe you don't have the diversification that you that you may really want to consider.
0: I love that analogy, Glenn, of you still have uh, – they may be different colored eggs in the basket, but they're still all eggs. And I think that's a great visual to realize maybe the, the false pretenses of diversification that many people find there. Uh, their portfolios in or their financial situation kind of developed as Uh, a little bit of a a fool's gold there that's interesting Uh, one other example here glenn let's dive into this one market timing Uh, virtually impossible a lot of people are going to you know agree with that mentality that it's really hard to time the market but behavior doesn't line up we're always trying to time the market aren't we Is, is now a good time to invest should i go to cash now people ask those kinds of questions all the time and it's just a another way of um it's just a synonym of market timing right
1: they do, Walter. I mean, you know, it's 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 human nature, right? I mean, folks folks want to maximize the you know, their their profits and they want to stay out of danger. I mean, that's that's yeah, that's that's pretty it's pretty basic stuff, right? I mean, you know, you you want to avoid pain and you want to go towards pleasure. I mean, that's that's the, you know, that's just that's human behavior or you know, or at least you know what we you know we would think. But you know, but it is. I mean, you know, you know, you get caught up in the emotions, and you know, you not only you get caught up in the emotions, and you know, and you, and you, and almost everybody understands the fact that it's like if you make emotional decisions, they're not normally, you know, as reliable as, as if you you take a step back and you think it through, and you, you, know, you, 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 you know, you do some analysis, and you think of the pros and the cons, and then you, and you come to a, you know, a well reasoned decision, right? that's that, you know, that when you start seeing, you know, your, your money tends to be an emotional thing anyway, and you start seeing it move up or down and whatnot. And it, it becomes, it becomes one of those things where it's like, oh my goodness, but well, you know, I'm missing out or, oh my goodness, I'm losing this. You know, it, it's, it's a, it's a scenario where, you know, you, 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 you can't, re- it's, you can't really let yourself, you know, go there. You have to have that you know, plan in place that, you know, that allows for the ups and downs. And, you know, and if, and if it's creating you too much angst, then, then maybe you're, you're not positioned properly or you don't necessarily have the right plan in place for, you know, for who you are as a person, right? And your and what your needs are. So, you know, you, you can't, you can't really, you can't really think in terms of, you know, market timing, but what you can think in terms of is, is where you are in life. And you may have different investment strategies that are, that are designed for different, for different things while you're in, when you're in a different, when you're in a different phase of life. That's, that's more, that's more, you know, realistic and that's, you know, and that's more planning, you know, coming into play rather than just, you know, um, you know, looking at, you know, the, the, the current situation and trying to react. You know, to what's what's going on, whether it be what you perceive as good news or perceive as bad news, and you know, and then trying to make decisions that all of a sudden it's like, you know, even if you it seemingly sometimes you might make what what seems like the right decision, but then the question is, is well, when do you make another decision, a newer decision, and then all of a sudden things move again, and it's like, oh no, you got caught, you know, and and suddenly that 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 seemingly short-term decision that seemed good, all of a sudden now you're in a worse position than you were in the first place if you just. Sat and, and, and stayed with your plan. So you just gotta be very careful and think about it. And you know, as, as anything, you know, you 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 really wanna ha- make sure that, that your plan fits who you are and where you are in life. And if you do that, then you really, you know, you really don't need to be thinking about, you know, trying to time things.
0: All great points, Glenn, and things that we should be thinking about when it comes to our financial plans, making sure that we're keeping in mind this common sense. Don't let it be so uncommon. Make sure that you're making the right choices. And if you're having trouble sticking to some of these things, like, ah, I just can't help myself but to try and market time, and I I really don't know how to not put all my eggs in one basket and to be truly diversified, that's okay. Um, Some of those things are are hard to do, especially when you're close to the situation, when it's your funds, your money, and you're making all the choices. That's why it can be so good to work with uh, somebody kind of with an outside view, get that objective opinion of what your finances are doing for you and how you can best prepare for the future. If you'd like to have that conversation with Glenn, it's very easy to get in touch. You can meet in person or set up a time to chat over the phone or do a virtual meeting, of course, as well. Uh, All you have to do is go to RoadmapFinancial.com and click on the free consultation button at the bottom of the page or give a call to 336-291-3535, 336-291-3535. Either way, we'll put you in touch with Glenn and hopefully your plan can look a lot more like common sense rather than uncommon sense. Glenn, thanks for being with us on the show today. Enjoyed this one. And uh, we'll be with you again next time.
1: Fabulous, Walter.
0: Take care now. Alright, You do as well. That's Glenn Mosseller. I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you next time right back here on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast.